0: Hey, it's PF. Uh, I was going to do an episode this week where we rank Vampire Weekend songs. We're going to push that back to next week because as I was about to put that together, I recorded the intros and outros and downloaded all the tunes and everything. I got word that we lost Louis Anderson, a comedian, and... I decided we would rerun episode 310 from 2017, where we talked to Louis, and I think this is Louie's only appearance on the podcast. I know I'd interviewed him at least one other time before, probably in the pre-podcast days, and a little controversy around Louis, sort of, you may remember, I think we might have discussed this on the show at some point, but he, and I believe it was Kyle Cease, had some kind of a comedy school or course in Los Angeles, and this got the attention of comedian Doug Stanhope, who thought it was kind of odd. And it infuriated my friend Jimmy Dore, who really went after the the two of them. As it turned out, I don't think it was as big a deal... As Jimmy thought it was. And I talked to Doug Stanhope about it later, and he's like, I mean, yeah, I wrote a big blog post about it and all that, but I don't think it was that big a deal either. And I think Kyle and uh, Louie's hearts were in the right place. Uh, I could see where some people thought it was a little odd because if you took the course, then you could possibly open for him in Las Vegas. But uh, much ado about nothing, as they say. And uh, Louie invited me out to Las Vegas to cover his show and did write up an article for him, but I couldn't, I had a day job, so I couldn't get away. So it was a very kind offer. This is when I interviewed him pre-podcast, probably for Minneapolis City pages or Cleveland scene, but I like Louis. He came up with Roseanne and Tom Arnold, so they were all like three buddies out on the road doing stand-up comedy. That's an interesting story if you're a fan of stand-up comedy, especially of that era. You know, look up that story. It's interesting as well. And then, of course, Louis uh, really uh, picked up his career again. He appeared on, I can't remember the name of the show that he was on, where he played um, an, an elderly lady, actually, and people loved. Them. I'm sorry the name escapes me at the moment. I've got to rush to the store to help them out because um, if you're following the news, our local football team is doing really well. We're selling tons of apparel because of that. So, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, share this episode with you of uh, PF's Tape Recorder, episode 310 from 2017 with Louis Anderson. We will have a song of the week on the other side uh, as soon as the entire episode ends. So stay tuned for that. Meanwhile, enjoy this from 2017, our talk with Louie Anderson. And you're listening to PS tape recorder Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Louie Anderson.
1: So that's what I really and try to make and I try to make Louie Anderson disappear while you're watching it. That's what I mostly work on. Is that you are not that is not me that you're focused on when
0: you're watching. I haven't interviewed Louis in years and years and years. It was a pre-podcast. I probably interviewed him for Cleveland Scene or one of the other papers I write for. So it was good catching up with Louis. Good guy, great chat. Of course, uh, you can see him on Baskets uh, most recently. He's still touring, of course, so we'll talk about all that in a few minutes. Uh, we have the song of the week coming up from a very close personal friend of the show, although if you saw the uh, the previews in Facebook or if you saw the preview in your iTunes, you might know who it is. I don't know how much of it, if it reveals uh, when I put the first paragraph in there what's going to be on the show. But first, a dumb bit. Time for another installment of...
1: It's Facebook, not Factbook.
0: So, of course, the big news, uh, one of the big news stories, is the Republican health care bill that was just unveiled at the end of the week. And, uh, well, uh, you know, I've told you before, I have a couple of cousins that post uh, memes on Facebook a lot, as do some of my conservative friends. And as always, I will tell you that, uh, and this does not seem to have changed much, my uh, friends on the left bat about 750. Uh, My friends on the right bat far, far worse than that is all I can say. So there was a meme that showed up. One of my cousins posted it's a meme of uh, uh, Rand Paul from 2011, and it is this big long spiel about him comparing uh, healthcare, universal healthcare, to slavery, that doctors would be just like slaves. And uh, I thought, this this is made up. There's no way. So I looked it up, and... um,
1: I'm a physician. That means you have a right to come to my house and conscript me. It means you believe in slavery.
0: So if I call the cops because someone is breaking into my house, I guess I'm enslaving the cops, too? And I guess the argument on the right would be, well, no, because the cops are actually government employees and physicians shouldn't be. Or should they be? And I know people are going to bring up the whole thing with the NHS in Britain and the problems they have in Canada and other places where they have universal health care. But they do get better outcomes. We know this. And secondly, here's something that's never pointed out by people. You can get private insurance in all those countries. Canadians have private insurance. The, the English have private insurance. You can get private insurance if you want it. No one's stopping you from getting that. Okay, so... Republicans unveiled their health care bill. Uh, a senator from Nevada steps up yesterday. This is on Friday, end of the week there. Uh, it would be June 23rd. And he says no. And, uh, well, I'll let uh, NBC Nightly News explain it. Nevada Republican Senator <laughs> Dean Heller saying he's a no. I'm announcing today that in this form I will
1: not support it.
0: The first moderate Republican to oppose it because he says the cuts to Medicaid go too far. You know, I've heard a lot about these moderate Republicans. I just haven't met one yet. Well, hooray for the senator from Nevada. And uh, he joins uh, four other senators uh, in opposing the bill. But wait, wait, it's not all good news. He's joining four conservatives who are saying no because the bill doesn't go far enough to repeal Obamacare. What in the world? We're throwing 23 million people off of health care. Um, could we get that up to like 30, maybe 35 million? Because 23 just doesn't seem big enough. Oh, and by the way, could we have some more tax cuts for the wealthy? I mean, you know... If you know me personally and you're friends with me on Facebook, I've really dialed back the political stuff. I just post, you know, I posted about OMD's new single. I posted some pictures from our Florida vacation because, you know, I just give up. You know, I'm kind of in that camp now. We're not going to convince people, but we have to convince people now. This is crazy. These people are out of their goddamn minds. Just look things up, is all I ask you, and contact your representatives, because that's what they're there for, to represent us. Just look at this, and, and even if you, you know, oh, I have a job, I have healthcare, it doesn't matter to me. Well, you know, they, they came for the well, the gypsies first, and nobody said anything, so just keep that in mind. All right, so all a roundabout way of saying... It's
1: Facebook, not Factbook.
0: Louis Anderson is a stand-up comedian from St. Paul, Minnesota, and he's been around, oh gosh, since uh, the 1980s, maybe even a little bit before, he is one of the most influential stand-up comedians of his generation, and here now is our interview with Louis Anderson. Cool. This and, is uh, PF, right? It is, yeah. I uh, interviewed you years and years ago, uh, a couple of times, oh, yeah. I think. And then um, uh, hasn't, it's been a while. And um, I don't know if, if Eve asked you if it was okay if we use the audio on my podcast. I didn't have a podcast. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, super. let's do it. All right, you super. you want me to start it over? Or? No, 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 it's fine. We'll just do it like Marin does. where he just kind of just fades it up and you start talking. and just, Okay, good. <laughs> so, um, gosh... Uh, I know there's a lot of things new with you, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Emmy Award winner for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Um, well how did that come about, actually? You're uh, a regular on the, the hit series, Baskets, and yes. uh, c- critically acclaimed, award-winning, obviously. How did uh, all that come about? Did Louie have you in mind? Other Louie? We, we actually have two Louies. Whenever this says Louis. I think of both of you guys. Like, wait, which Louie are we talking about? <laughs> well, Louis,
1: Louis C.K. called me, and he said, I'm with Zach Galifianakis, and we'd like you to do a part on Zach's show. And I said, I'd love to. And they said, we'd like you to play Zach's mother. And I go, yes, I'd <laughs> love that. Cool. And uh, so he said, okay, I'll be in touch. And then six months later, I shot some pilots and did one scene, and the scene took, and people seemed to love the character, and the FX decided, let's do it. Awesome. And uh, so we've been doing it now. I just have got out of the writer's room here um, so that I could uh, give you a call.
0: Oh, great, super. Um, So you guys are in stolen production for season three then?
1: We're in, yeah, we're just, uh, writing this, the, uh, the episode. Oh, neat. And so, uh, I'm, I come in and sit with the writers and go, this is what I'd like to do. This oh. is what I think would be fun. And then they, you know, they tell me what they think would be, you know, it's a, it's a true collaboration with John yeah. Kreisel and Zach and, you know, all the people involved in the, and all the writers. You know, what you have is a true collaboration on how, you know, to make it, really great
0: Yeah. now I know you you've done some acting in the past obviously going back to the 80s and uh, you had a sitcom and uh, do of course Louie the voice over the voiceover work on your uh, animated series and stuff but has this been a little different for you to kind of sink your teeth into something like really meaty like this or has it just been you know, you know
1: I really have had just this unbelievable ride because um, you know here I am I'm doing you know I, it's not all riding on me This is a Zach Galifianakis project with Louis C.K. and Jonathan Kreisel. I'm playing a part and I got to come in and go, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to not have to run the thing, not have to decide anything, to just come out and do the best possible part I can that, you know, it's really, I'm really, I feel so fortunate because it's like, Louis, here's this beautiful thing. Try to make it better. Yeah, it's you know like, uh... and so that's what I really and try to make and I try to make Louie Anderson disappear while you're watching it. That's what I mostly work on. Is that you are not it is not me that you're focused on when you're watching.
0: Right. Now, of course, you know, you're know you known a lot for uh, your, not family-style comedy, as in, like, it's family-friendly so much as family-inspired uh, comedy from your experiences growing up and things like that. How much did you draw from real life for this character, or did you kind of, like, you know, explore new things with with this?
1: Well, both, but, you know, what I did explore is all my mom's nuances and all of her things, and my five sisters and all of their stuff going on, and you know, I, I tried to you know, really uh, do, um, do stuff that um, really mattered, because I think that it's important, but I tried to add new things too, and, and the writers certainly were instrumental in trying to carve out that kind of stuff for me, and I enjoyed it. I really, really, really
0: enjoyed it. That's cool. And uh, getting it back to uh, stand-up, I noticed you've, you've been in Minnesota a lot more often. Now, of course, I've only been in Minnesota twice for an hour in the airport. I just write for the paper up there. But um, uh, I noticed when I was looking at the listings for joke joint that you had appeared, and he, he's not the best guy at getting out his roster as quickly as the other two guys. So we sometimes miss some of the people coming there. But um, it seems you've been there a lot lately. Is that true? I mean, just in... Well, I'm
1: gonna, going to come back there. I'm, I'm, what I'm doing is uh, I always go back to Minnesota to work on my special. Okay. I'm going to shoot a new special next year. Awesome. way I can't sell it until the material's ready. Right. You know, so that's, you know, that's what I'm doing is I'm coming back there to hone the material, to get it right, to make it 1,000%, to make my special as great as possible. And, uh, that's really what I'm, that's really, really, really what I'm doing.
0: Uh, I know, you you know, you, you, um, you also do a lot of work in in Vegas still. Is it easier to do, to hone the new material, though, at home back in Minnesota? Or do you work on different things in different places? Because, you know, Vegas is a slightly different audiences. People are there to more so let's go see a show versus people in other parts of the country. might say, hey, Louis Anderson's in town, let's go see him.
1: Um... Well, I mean, I mean, you asked me three questions. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I um, I, what? What? Tell is, me the. Let me, the let
0: me. Well, the the original question was: Is it easier to work on that new material uh, in your hometown? Basically.
1: Uh, you know what? The real truth is the audiences are better than a lot of places, so they're just better. They're more honest about what's really funny and what really works they're a little indulgent on you know hometown boy that they like so sometimes it is you know but I get a real read uh you know I get an honest to God read from the from Minnesotans they tell me what how far I could go with it what what's really there is it solid and then I just keep honing it and I guess maybe it's You know, like the first machine I used to make my comedy is here in Minnesota. And so I come back, I guess, to that because these are the people that taught me how to do comedy. You know, these are the people that stuck with me through all the early transformations. And these are the people that celebrated me long before any other place celebrated me. And so I feel a kinship and I feel like I feel like this is all brand new stuff and that I'm going to present them with my brand new, you know, material, and I want them to be nice to me about it, or delicate, or, you know, help me with it. Yeah. And they, and they seem to innately understand that. You know, they're very sophisticated audiences. There's more theater seats in Minneapolis than anywhere except New York City. Yeah. So I really feel like Minneapolis is a city that, Minneapolis and St. Paul, understated, underappreciated, you know, but very sure of themselves, you know. We're not waiting for someone to discover us. Sure. We have already discovered us. And so I love going back home. I get the true read and also... They're smart audiences. They're super, super smart. And they know what I'm trying to do. And they're with me on it. And that's what I need. I don't, I'm, I'm, there for, I'm there for a purpose. I want them to see the great new material I'm doing. First, they get the first chance. And then I do some other stuff in the show yeah. for enjoyment too, so that they get it. But the new stuff is solid. And so I'm loving it. So I want to expand on it. I want to make it better. I want to make it greater.
0: So, what's inspiring you now? Is it still uh, memories from childhood? Is it uh, kind of more things you're seeing in the world of other people and their families, and kind of, but still relates to that Louis sensibility? What, how's it coming together?
1: I think it's traveling America a little bit about that and how much we're all alike, but we're all different. Yeah, you know, in different parts of the country. Yeah, and I think you know more stories about my dad that I remembered, more stories about my mom, and the fact that I'm playing my mom now on TV. And so it's all a very nice, giant thing of goulash, which I first tasted at the Lutheran Church in Minnesota, was the first time I had the goulash, and uh, with green peppers in it, which at first I didn't like it, but now I can't live without it. Um, You know, I love green peppers now, but when you're a kid, green peppers, On
0: pizza, my um, my favorite pizza topping. Right,
1: (laughs) right, and carboni, and um, you know, so I guess they're getting to see a full range of everything that I'm talking about: uh, old parents stuff, new parents stuff, new Louis stuff, Louis turning into his parents now, Louis getting older, Louis getting wiser, Louis still really dumb, you know. Yeah. That kind of stuff, you know, where I, I hey, you know what my goal is? My honest, my honest uh, to God goal to you is uh my goal is, hey, how can I do a show that when I walk off stage, they are happy and thrilled and I am happy and thrilled. And that's what I'm going for when I come back to Minnesota that those are the shows. There is no I'm trying to cut every ounce of the fat off that I can and just kill it really is what I'm going for those comics I'm trying to kill it. Yeah. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make those shows
0: unbelievable now like I was, alluded to earlier you know you, you still do a lot of work in Vegas you appear there from time to time <laughs> a couple times a year is, are things different there when you're trying to or do you even try to use the material you're developing there or do you have to come there with yeah, like the hits yeah.
1: you know the best thing is is that audiences these are my fans so a lot of my fans come
0: you know wherever I am
1: but also audiences have gotten you know pretty sophisticated and uh um, A good joke's a good joke. I don't care how smug, I don't care how conservative, I don't care how left or how right you are or how you know rich or how poor you are. A joke's a joke. A good joke's a joke. Yep. And if I am telling a good joke, you're going to laugh. I don't care what your affiliation is. I'm going to get through to you. That's my goal. I want you to forget your troubles and let your laugh out.
0: Yeah, and I'm hearing that a lot from uh, other folks lately, and, and, and never has that been more necessary than now. Has, has politics at all creeped into your act a little bit? Because I know a lot of folks I talk to now even that never did politics say, well, you know, I've got one or two now because how can you help it? Or are you still more just focused on taking people out of that no, nonsense?
1: No, I talk about politics, but just in the context of my my dad were alive today,
0: uh-huh. what, he'd be saying,
1: what he'd be saying about everything. Uh-huh. I, so I am once removed on it, but sure. still really connected to it. and people really enjoy it my dad my dad on Trump my dad on you know Hillary my dad on you know Sessions my dad on Putin you know I just just know what he would say
0: right now and so that's kind of fun to do and what kind of things would he say not to give too much away I, but uh, well
1: you know like you know he, he used to say about Khrushchev I'd like to get 10 minutes alone in a room with that guy huh. He'd say that same thing about Putin, and then my I would say to him, "Does Mom know about this? <laughs> you know that kind of a thing." And then, uh, look at um, look at these guys—they're all crooks, Louie. They're all crooks. They're all crooks. Huh. I'm telling you right now, you need a small brigade. We go up the hill, we take them all hostage till they start to till they straighten up. That was <laughs> a big thing my dad would say. You better straighten up before you get all screwed up in life.
0: My, uh, you know. Yeah, my dad's a big thing is that they had to throw those goddamn people in jail, that's the solution to everything. Yeah. And he said it yeah, once while, right. while I was visiting down in Florida this uh, past couple weeks, um, he, I, he said it about something, I couldn't remember what it was, I told my wife that she thought it was hilarious, because we're always waiting for him to say that. <laughs> just... They had to
1: throw those goddamn people in jail, and I yeah. used that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always great to hear that. Um, it, it cracks me up to this day, and I'm 51. But um, that's so fantastic. Yeah, so how's, uh how's City Pages. Uh, City Pages is good. Got bought by the Star Tribune, uh, and nice. when that when that happened, when I worked for the Columbus paper, they got bought by the Daily. Uh, they got rid of all the freelancers, but City Pages has kept me, even though I don't live there, which is nice. And uh, City Beat down in Cincinnati doing well. Uh, owned by an outfit in Tennessee that owns a couple papers. So um, uh, you haven't been here in a while, I don't think, uh, in Cincinnati, have you?
1: No, I love Cincinnati, though. Yeah. It's a really great city. I played a theater there a long time ago with... Uh, oh, who's the guy that's on the Blue Collar? The,
0: uh, Foxworthy or... No, of of no, it's the other guy. Not, uh,
1: Ing- not, Ingball?
0: Huh? Bill Ingball? Yeah,
1: that's
0: who it was, Billy. Yeah. I think I've spoken to him before. Yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. Um, So... uh. How do you get along with uh, with, with you know, those guys when when you're touring? Because you know it's a slightly oh, different. We're all
1: friends. You yeah, know? we're all comedians. We're all. I was, uh, yesterday, I did a. I'm doing a game show with uh, Byron Allen's new game show. You know, uh, funny you should ask. A new syndicated show, and I was on with Tom Arnold and. Oh yeah. And uh, John Lovett and Lonnie Love and uh, Tim Meadows and uh, Caroline Ray. We are all on the oh, show yeah. yesterday, and uh, we just had a blast. We just had a blast, and we're all friends. We're yeah, all, yeah. We're all close friends.
0: You and uh, Tommy Arnold go way back. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think he was. I was there the night he met Roseanne.
0: Yes, yeah, he was uh, right. on the show, and uh, I had to apologize. I was one of those people. I was mad at him for a number of years, and I realized, well, that's stupid, just because his then wife was talented. Doesn't mean he wasn't talented too. How stupid! Yeah, and he, yeah, and he was what like, happened. yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like, it's
1: easy because you put people in certain categories, right? Positions, and then you know, you know, we all have a chance to be unfair or fair. Yeah. And luckily, in life, we can re. re uh, we can redo it if we get a chance, which is the most
0: important thing. Right. Well, you mentioned earlier about coming your, becoming your mom and dad, but as you get older, have you found yourself changing? Not even just as a comedian, but just in generally, either you know, not letting things bother you as much, or becoming more accepting of certain things, or just you know, in just get being mellower. Has that taken hold?
1: Um. Absolutely. you mean me being more Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely um, much more in the groove. Much, much more in the groove.
0: Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a really
1: great feeling. You know, I um, you know what I, I think I like most about all of it is um, I really get a chance to look at all the I, I was when I was doing this. Uh, this is not happening last night. Oh you yeah. know that show yeah 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 so I did another episode of it last night out of my uh, dear dad book that was really a funny story and uh, you know I get to revisit Minnesota in a bit because it's all stuff that happened there and um, yeah so that was nice but uh, there were a lot of young comedians on and uh, you know when they come and shake your hand and go I have a lot of respect for your career and all that kind of stuff you know you go oh okay oh well, thanks. Um, you know, like, you don't know who sees you. You don't know who sure. you influence. You don't know, you know, but you mean something in one sense. Yeah. And so the best you, you know, so I, I, I I've always tried to give people good advice. I always try to give people good, um, props for what they're doing. And I always try to be honest with people and tell them, you know, hey, maybe you should be doing stuff that really matters to you. Maybe you should be doing comedy that means something to you. Yeah. Because if it it doesn't mean anything to you what you're doing, it's not gonna mean anything to the audience. People are looking for authenticity right now. People are looking for the real thing. They want the real the real person as close as they can get to it. They want the real experience. Yeah. You know? And you could say that across you know, I think it's really important. To, uh, try to connect and Minnesota has a tremendous uh, following right now with we, comic I mean there's tons of comics there
0: oh yeah a very
1: very vibrant uh, comedy scene my nephew my great-nephew my sister's daughter's son Josh Floor is a comedian who works with me sometimes Oh nice. and I'm very proud of the fact he really never touted that I was his uncle he never used that to <laughs> Do anything with, and yeah. you know, which is really made me really even have more respect for him. But um, he really, he's really like like last time at the joke joint. He just killed it, and I just went, "Ha, that's my nephew!" Huh. It was so much fun. Yeah, I go, yes, I was really proud of him. Super proud of him.
0: That's really cool. And what you're saying yeah. about you know doing uh, stuff that's meaningful to you. Of course, you can stretch that ac- across you know music because. Uh, you know, we do a, a lot of music coverage too on the podcast, and I you know, interview musicians as well—more uh, comedians than musicians these days. I used to do, be a music writer, but uh, yeah, same thing. It's, it's authenticity. It's what's real to you. That's what what the the heart of uh, the art of being an artist.
1: Yeah, I think what's really important in life is to try to connect with your heart and uh, have it go through your brain, and rather than your brain and then through your heart. so, sort of what I'm trying to say is. Make sure it all comes from your heart. Yeah. Your brain will, the, your brain will always try to take it on a bumpier road.
0: <laughs> That's a fact. Well, Louie, this has been a lot of fun. Um, if I could, before you go, I haven't done this in a while. I keep forgetting to ask people. Could you do a liner for me? Yeah, all... sure.
1: Tell me what it
0: is. Just, uh, so, hi, this is Louie Anderson, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder.
1: Hi, this is Louie Anderson, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder.
0: All right, great, man. Well, terrific. Like I said, hope we'll see you down in Cincinnati sometime soon. And good luck up in Minnesota. And continue to success with baskets. And uh, and we'll get more and more people watching it. I really hope you do. All right. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Pierre. Thanks, Louis. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks again to Louie Anderson for being on the show. You can catch Louie, let's see where, uh, July 9th. He's at the Red, White, and uh, Louie event uh, at the Great Arts Center in Little Falls, Minnesota. He's been spending a lot of time up there in Minnesota, as we discussed uh, during the interview. And then he is also going to be at Turtles Bar and Grill in Shakopee, Minnesota. So he's really tightening down that, uh, that set he was talking about. He'll also be in Modesto, California, Honolulu, Hawaii. If you go to his Facebook page... Uh, actually, go to go to louisanderson.com, and if you go look, click on tickets, it'll take you to his tour links on his Facebook page, or just go direct right to his Facebook page, I reckon, and that'll help you out too. Basket's still in production for his third season. Not sure when that will come out, but uh, you can catch up on the first two seasons, I believe, probably uh, on FX online, or if you have FX or some kind of on-demand situation, I'm sure you can get that sorted. All right, so... Uh, uh, first, a little bit of uh, housekeeping and kind of some uh, sad news, but I just wanted to kind of—I just, I, I just wanted to discuss this for a second. I was going through the tracks, getting things organized to mix down the episode and everything like that, and uh, I came across this.
1: Hey, everybody! It's Big Pretty from the Big Pretty Podcast. Check me out on iTunes, Big Pretty Podcast, uh, BigPrettyPod.com. Follow me on Twitter at BigPrettyPod to keep abreast of the burgeoning starting era of the Big Pretty Podcast. I'll be talking to comics. I'll be doing junk. So uh, please be sure and check it out. And uh, more importantly, check out my man here, P.F. Wilson. Thanks again. Peace out.
0: My uh, late friend Jim Lugers, who passed away uh, a year ago this past April, uh, stage 4 cancer. Diagnosed in January. He was gone in April uh, and shocked all of us. And uh, the good news is you can still find the Big Pretty Podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. He stopped doing it a few months before he was even diagnosed, I think because his stand-up comedy career was going so well. He was doing a lot more shows around Indianapolis and starting to tour a little bit. Uh, so that was good news there. But, yeah, I said you can still catch the podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher. I think you can go to bigprettypodcast.com or just Google it, and it'll turn up. But uh, just you know, cherish the ones you're with honestly, uh, you know, the, the people around you, your loved ones, because, you know, you just never know. You really don't. It can happen just like that. All right, on to happier news, a very close personal friend of the show, our friend Lights, who you heard at the top of the show introducing the program, uh, has a new single out. And this has been in the works for quite a while. She's been posting on Facebook about it, but I didn't know it was going to be out until uh, yesterday, Friday, June 23rd. Uh, she got on Facebook Live and she uh, the, the video was up and the single is out. It's in iTunes, anywhere you get uh, any, where you get your MP3s and such. And the song is called Giants. It's all part of this big... You'll have to look it up at her website. It's all part of a big uh, multi, I guess, um, what we call an omni-channel uh, approach to things in the business world. Uh, it, it, it's a comic book. It's going to be an album. So it's, it's all this other kind of stuff coming together because she's all interested in that. And uh, it looks pretty cool. I'm not a big comic book guy myself, but I like all the other stuff around it. It's about a post apocalypse apocalyptic world, I'm all in for that, your Planet of the Apes, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, I love all that kind of stuff. So, Uh, so do check that out I think she's going to release another single before September and then September the album comes out and I think chapters of the comic book are going to come out in succession like I said look it up on her website iamlights.com that should get you sorted again just google lights and if I don't know maybe it comes up because I'm a fan it comes up right to hers and not to the Ellie Goulding song but anyway you can find it easily online do check it out the first single is Giants and uh, it is Giants is massive as they say in Britain this is a massive massive team it is our song of the week on P.F.'s Tape Recorder I know you're going to enjoy it uh, This is Lights, Giants, P.F.'s Tape Recorder So long and thanks for listening Are you getting tired of hanging around here Is it bringing you down that's episode 310 featuring Louis Anderson I'm going to go with a song of the week that uh, well it's fitting in a way the song is called "Steadman's Wake it is the title track of the Connell's latest album and it is a fantastic tune. It's a little mellower. I think it's a good mellow tune for us to go out on here after replaying the Louis Anderson episode. Uh, Rock and peace, Louis of course. And Steadman's Wake I think this is, uh, it's a slower tune but it's got this really nice hook in it. It makes a statement. Uh, The Connells have some opinions here. So yeah, uh, dig this. This is uh, what I think should be the next single from the Connell's latest album. The title track, Steadman's Wake. P.F. Tape Recorder, so long and thanks for listening.
1: Showed up in Steadman's wake. Oh well, oh, well, oh, well. I call it my first mistake. Oh well, oh, well, oh, well. They peddle this stuff for.